What's going on, guys? It's Bryce again. Welcome to another episode of the Expedition to Try podcast, where I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I'm assuming a lot of you don't either, so we're going to try and figure it out together. Uh, on this podcast, my goal is to introduce you to new artists, musicians, photographers, videographers, young entrepreneurs, all these creative people who you've probably never heard of because they haven't made it big yet. But we want to help them pursue their hobbies and passions, and hopefully build a following. So thank you for joining me today. I'm with an old friend. We're going way back, I think like early teens, uh, Johnny Scarpelli. Johnny, do you want to introduce yourself and say a little bit about who you are? Sure. First off, I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Bryce, for this. And yeah, it's been quite the journey. I would say me and Bryce have known each other since I would say like pre-middle school, we played like, um, it was like baseball. We It was not like t-ball, but it was like that first step into like the pitching phase. And, and yeah. that's when I met Bryce. And I remember um, he was a secretary. He was like a front desk worker at a, a, I used to go to this place for haircuts. And that's what I remember <laughs> used to work there. And that was cool seeing you then. But it's been a long time. And honestly, it's been quite the journey, I'd say. And I remember reaching out to you, I would say like almost six months ago. And I'm glad I did because I got to keep in touch with your, your whole podcast and this whole like journey of your your kind of calling to see what you're what's going on with people around, what you're interested in. And um, I think it's awesome. And what you're doing is something cool that a lot of people should try to hop onto because this is something new and this is something you care about. And obviously that's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm glad you could be on. Uh, so before we get into all the the cool hobbies, passions kind of stuff, do you want to go into just like the basics about how old you are, where you went to school, what you studied, that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, I'm 24 years old. I currently reside in Long Island, New York. I studied film production at Penn State University. And before that, I actually went to MCC, which is Monroe Community College for anyone that doesn't know, but that's a pretty, pretty good community college in upstate New York and Rochester. And as um, as of right now, I'm kind of just in the flow of things. I'm kind of in the middle of a job thing, but right now it's just kind of JS Productions, my business, which I can definitely elaborate in, in a little bit and uh, kind of just going with the flow. Awesome. So let's go into the process of how did you choose to study that in college? What are some of your like first memories of photography or videography that made you start thinking Maybe I should do this. I remember when I was in about, actually when I was in high school, I took a class. It was 10th grade film. It was like something with film production. And I remember I was kind of the underdog. I don't really want to like toot my own horn, but I was very, <laughs> I was learning, man. I, I remember picking up my iPod touch and then I finally graduated. My dad got me a um, this Canon Vixia, like almost like a home video camera. And I kind of, would watch countless hours of YouTube videos, just asking questions to people around me. And I looked up to a lot of kids in my grade and I remember like, they kind of laughed at me, you know, made jokes at me because I wasn't, I, I was just hopping on trends, you know, um, with photography and videography. And honestly, I took that like as a learning curveball and just said, you know what, I'm gonna slam this out of the park. And I would say up until about 12th grade is when I, you know what, this is, I wanna do this. This is something that interests me. And I think people started like, you know, Johnny's got some good things coming. And I remember, unfortunately, 
uh, when 10th grade happened, you know this too, but my dad passed away. And I think that was one of the main driving factors of pushing me to my limits because my dad always wanted me to have like a passion that I love to do, not just to make money because money comes with everything. And I don't, I don't care about money. I mean, unfortunately you have to have money sometimes, but yeah. in the beginning days, dude, I didn't charge anyone. I would take photos of people, videos of people. And then I, you know, built my way up and then gradually I went to Penn state. Um, Originally, I was just actually going to go to MCC and like the University of Buffalo. Don't get me wrong. Both of those are great schools. But Mm -hmm. I had that, you know, like you always have those reach schools. And I said, you know what? Film production at Penn State. I loved the Penn State atmosphere. And I said, I sent it. I just fully was like, I want to try to see if I can get to Penn State. And long story short, I did. Um, It was definitely a rough ride. But I think in the beginning of my like film production, like I want to do this decision, I kind of sat down and was like, I, I guess like the best way to put it is I started off as business at MCC mm-hmm. and I remember like meeting with my counselor and they were like, well, you could become like an English major. And I don't know about you, Bryce, but I cannot write. I'm not <laughs> a writer at all. And um, I was like, why do you guys have a film production major? I thought I saw something. Yeah. And then that just like shot me in that direction of uh-huh. Penn State film production. And I think, kind of was a snowball effect you know in high school i took those film production classes mcc was able to see i didn't know they had a film production major was put into that then i applied to penn state got into penn state met some amazing people my film actually is not out right now but it's there's a film festival that's showing it in um philadelphia uh two Mm -hmm. weekends from now and we can get into that more but i kind of the moment i realized it was something that was legit and like my passion and something that I was kind of, I guess you could say, called for was literally when I was in 10th grade when my dad passed. Like that, that right there kind of like put the nail in the coffin, not like physically, that's kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it put, it put me in the right direction that I want to do this yeah. because not, I, I want to make myself proud, but I want to see like my mom happy, you know? Right. That was a big thing. And I, ever since then, dude, it's been, my head's been down just grinding, going. And I feel like I'm at a point right now where like, one small thing could just shoot me to like over the over the fence like big right i don't want to be famous but i would like to be like stable basically stable, yeah like a good income you know yeah. doing my thing i love and to the point where like i'd be recognized when i walk down the street that that's yeah. happened at penn state dude like i like i would walk around like at night or during the day and so i would hear like yo scarpelli how's <laughs> the i love your instagram but like that stuff it's awesome dude. i yeah. would get that i don't want to be like paparazzi that does right. not seem fun to me um if that happens you know whatever i'll get like i'll be the you know i love the camera i'm that's just my thing but um yeah no definitely i hope i answered that correctly yeah no that was great back when you were first learning photography and videography uh were you the type of kid who was like recording his own youtube videos that were just like whack like scripts like sketches with your friends how how did you start off and like start learning all of that so I don't know if you have, if anyone, if you guys listen to the podcast and you guys go back to my YouTube channel and you scroll down, you will see these videos. I would call them edits. It would be <laughs> ski edits, trampoline edits, uh, rollerblading, like you'd grind rails on rollerblades. They're called mm-hmm. aggressive skating. And I don't post these videos, but back in the way, way back, I had this buddy, still a good friend of mine, his name's Andrew Frieden. And me and Andrew would put this, I actually still have this camera. I found it 
480p standard definition like just really bad camera we would set it up for hours we were just film us just shooting out our window like fake guns and like fake you know like we just didn't know and it started like that dude and then it progressed to using an ipod getting different types of shots mm-hmm. um you know like not not a one hour long take it was like multiple five ten seconds and as i started learning and progressing i feel like that's what I started posting those videos and then I, I don't know where they are now. They're somewhere, but <laughs> the videos you can watch are, I did make vlogs. I will, I am sorry. I did make, I was in the vlog phase. I did some vlogs. Hey man, I'm making blog, vlogs now, dude, every day. <laughs> it's definitely something that helps me like get comfortable in front of the camera because yeah. I feel like if I'm going to be a director and like help you like, okay, so Bryce, like here's, I want you to do this in the shot. If yeah. I'm not good in front of the camera, what makes me think that I could be a director <laughs> behind the camera? So yeah. I was always a, a big harper on if you're going to be behind the camera, you better, you might as well just be comfortable in front so you could showcase what you want them to do. So in those beginning phases, that's what helped me become a better director and a mm-hmm. videographer, I think. So posting vlogs, you know, this, those funny skits. Yeah. I would do skits. I don't know if they're posted anywhere, but. Um, <laughs> We would make these videos and never post them. And I don't know why. I just think that's what, you know, you just get like caught up and like, oh, this is a weird video. We don't want to post this. But <laughs> I wish I did because now I would look back like, wow, look at that. You go, But there is still growth on my YouTube channel. You definitely can scroll back and watch a lot of videos. Very cool. That are kind of cringy, but like you could see the growth, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I always love having those uh videos or posts to look back on and be like oh my god i can't believe i did that (laughs) like that's why i'm i'm so glad that i started this daily vlog uh i've been doing it for a couple months now but i just know that five ten years from now i'm gonna look back at like some of the first ones and be like jesus look what i was going through back then how crazy (laughs) like i can't wait to do that that's that's the main reason why i started it (laughs) that's awesome and um, where where do you have these daily vlogs? Is this on your YouTube channel? Yeah, those are all on YouTube under um, Daily ETT. Okay, I definitely yeah. will check that out because I know I saw you post about it. I've watched a couple, but yeah, I'm so busy, dude. I oh just, yeah, I, <laughs> I can get into like a lot of things in my business, but um, that's awesome. You're making daily vlogs. That is a that's a grind in itself. I don't know if you yeah. definitely know Casey Neistat is then right. Oh yeah, yep. Okay, yeah he he doesn't do it anymore, but. He, I remember just starting to watch his vlogs and like just thinking, how can you post a, you record the video in the day, then you post it the same day. That's just gotta be so stressful. (laughs) So I couldn't really imagine how hard that is. I've never tried it. If I ever were to become like famous, I guess I would give it a shot, but that'd be a lot of work. And I commend you for doing that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's been fun, but uh, (laughs) I won't talk too much about myself because you're the, you're the guest, you're the interesting (laughs) one here, but uh so I don't know much about photography or videography. Um, mm-hmm. So would you say that when you're shooting uh, a film or video of any sort, do you tend to go for like a common theme with mm-hmm. your videos in terms of like the B-roll footage you use or like the angles you use? I don't know if I'm even making sense, but is there a theme that you go for when you record? That's definitely a good question. And I would say like there's different types of sectors of kind of the same um, approach that I take. So as far as like the overall like planning, 
and like stylistic choices I'll make is I'm very into horror and sci-fi and kind of like that fiction fake stuff like mm-hmm. space horror movies zombies like I'm always interested in that type of stuff I like don't get me wrong I love comedies but I would rather I'm more intrigued to shoot horror films which is my senior project that is currently in like multiple film like uh, what should we call it film festival like screening phases so mm-hmm. hopefully that works out and I would say that as far as B-roll goes, I definitely have that commercial corporate style look, you know, like what you would find in actual commercials on the TV, just how they look and how like they, it's not like it's crazy cuts. Like a lot of people these days are very interested in like a lot of quick and edgy. I would put the term on of kind of the way they edit. And I definitely don't know. I could do that, but that just, I don't think that's my style. And I think if you were to look at my videos, you, you can tell when, okay, this is shot by Johnny Scarpelli, you know, yeah. the anything you watch of mine you'll know that this is done by me because i think i i don't know if i know if i have like a good i can't wrap my head around like a name of style but i've been told it kind of looks like a like it the best the best compliment you can receive as a filmmaker is i would you know what this looks like this could be a raymond flagon or a <laughs> trailer on tv like that's the biggest compliment that i've gotten before and that's kind of the, the best way i could put it as kind of a stylistic choice is you if you could picture like a you know like one of those like funny like commercials of like someone like their back out and they got it like oh take some um ibuprofen to help your back you'll have a clear day like that kind of look <laughs> of those commercials is a, the best way to put my stylistic choice i think uh-huh. it's not definitely for everyone but i feel like that i've always been interested in that kind of natural looking thing environment like a, a film some films are like crazy with the colors it's a whole, it's a whole <laughs> science behind yeah. color and yeah. uh, shot choice but I feel like I lean towards more that, con- not contemporary, but um, very neutral, natural looking frames. Because I feel like if you go too far in one direction, then you're kind of getting into that uh, experimental realm of uh, film- filming and videography. And that's not necessarily my style, but I definitely, I, w- I wish I could, sh- I mean, you could always, I could definitely show you some videos and you'd be like, okay, this definitely makes a lot of sense. Like. The most yeah. recent work I've done, the music video for Sean Mack, that is the best way to explain my style, I would say. Okay. And I'm actually working on three different sororities right now. <laughs> I mentioned this whole sorority thing. It's whole sorority recruitment season. Yeah. Crazy. If when you see, Bryce, when you see these videos, you'll see what I mean by kind of the <laughs> contemporary, like corporate style look, but also more fun and upbeat because the girls, obviously sororities, they want to update video right. with music. So when you see these videos, I think that's a better way to put it i think i think that's yeah, yeah that's it definitely my style is when those come out i'll uh this podcast will probably come out within a few weeks i think like three or four weeks so if they're out mm-hmm. those videos are out by then i can easily link them in the description of this episode and then everyone okay. can watch them <laughs> mm-hmm. um so how did you get into the sci-fi slash horror realm have you always been into those kind of books and movies how did you fall into those i think from my dad he was a very big history buff and he would watch star wars um star trek he would play video games you know regarding sci-fi horror movies i feel like he didn't watch that many but you know he would pull up the classics you know we have yeah um alien yeah uh, halloween you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, like those classic horror films. And I feel like the movies nowadays, it just doesn't, there's nothing, it doesn't seem the same to me. Mm-hmm. 
I'm more of a practical filmmaker, I feel like is the best way to put it. And when I got into the sci-fi and horror film, I, I remember watching the behind the scenes, like kind of the work through of it. And it was very practical filmmaking. And and I think that's what drawed me towards the like the like that kind of horror film and sci-fi, because a lot of it, don't get me wrong, was probably green screen and CGI. But I feel like there's more of a storyline in those movies. I feel like it's not just so your sitcom or your comedy or holiday romance hallmark movie don't get me wrong those are i'm not trying to bash them but i'm i don't know i just feel like i like a little action you know just some adventure style you know those i just feel like the adrenaline should be pumping in when i watch movies like that and i think that's kind of what drew me to that because i'm always very i'm very much a bubbly fun i would say i'm fun very energetic person and i think watching those movies would make me like oh i want to watch more like let's do more and i think getting into that and like putting my fingers in that like kind of like realm of like movies mm-hmm. kind of want to do something like that and that's why i keep going back on the senior film this is like a, i would say it's a thriller not a slasher i mean there are some parts of the movie that are kind of gory but i i always tell people i didn't write the script i shot it <laughs> so don't think i'm this crazy dude that likes witches and stuff that's not me <laughs> i mean it's cool but i didn't write the story i just filmed right. it it's um is that available anywhere for uh, people to watch, or is it just in these film uh, festivals? So currently, right now, it's just in film festival form. But I'm hoping after the film festivals, if something, I think after the film festival season, we'll be able to post it online. I'm hoping that's the case. If not, um, you can watch the trailer for it. It, it is online. Okay. Um, I can send you the trailer, and you guys, you can link it if you want for the viewers. Yeah. Um, it will be on that trailer. I don't know if it's posted on YouTube, but I think it is because the film festival definitely did post it. I thought I saw it somewhere, but I could send you that. And that is a, that'll give you a good judge of the film. Okay. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. You can just text me that or. Sure. No, of course. Yeah. That'd you. be awesome. Um, so do you, this is a two part question. Do you ever make mistakes in your filming? Oh boy, make mistakes. So I <laughs> recently, so I think it's funny because I am a big person on pre-production and I was actually doing a client gig for this yacht club and a lot of things went wrong that day of. So we planned, okay, so if it rains, we're going to shoot a day before. Um, I want to make sure, like when you make pre-production, like I actually made a YouTube video about pre-production mm-hmm. and it's funny because I harped on it and I still screwed it up because I put in, I made sure that I would get the intro of the video and the outro and an unnecessary videography stuff. And I feel like the biggest mistakes I'll make in like the filmmaking world is those small, minute details. Or when, um, perfect example was this yacht club. It rained that day that we shot because we thought it was going to rain the day after. Mm-hmm. So it rained no matter what. And we show up and like, I'm already thinking, what damn, it's already raining. Um, so we had to fix that. And then that already threw me off on my, my like kind of like swing of things. And I thought the video turned out very good. You might have seen it. It was the I posted the yacht videos before. I don't know if you checked them out. Everyone's like they're great videos, amazing. But knowing me, I know that I could have performed better. Yeah. And um, I'm the biggest person of my. I'm the hardest. What's the word? I'm the hardest on myself because people are like Johnny. These videos are amazing. What are you talking about? But I know that yeah. I could do better. And I think the mistakes I make often are. You know, I forget to shoot something. Um, yeah. I mess up audio because, I, like I said in the beginning of before we started recording, audio is a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. Sound is 
arguably more important than the visuals because you can watch a great video, but if the audio sounds like crap, you're not going to be interested in it. But like I like likewise, the video quality, like the visuals weren't as good, but the audio was beautiful, like mm -hmm. awesome. You're going to be more intrigued to watch that because I think it, it goes unnoticed. And I think that's more the things I mess up is I find myself in rarely, not as much in the beginning stage because I've kind of learned to like, okay, so if this happens again, and I've definitely learned to have a plan B, C, D, sometimes E and F in cases. So definitely find myself screwing up a couple times, but nothing serious. Like it's small things and I'm, I think I've learned and I'm, and Amanda, my girlfriend's gotten, she always like, Johnny, you, I know you can do this. You can always fix things. And truth be told, 99% of the time I can fix the issue, but there's always that 1% of time that's just, I'm like, I really did screw up, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was going to be my, the second part of my question. Like, how do you mentally deal with your mistakes? Do you instinctively like just start coming up with how you can fix it the next time or are you someone who's like who beats themselves up and like it takes a couple days to be like all right i gotta get back up i gotta get back to doing work how do you normally uh <laughs> respond to your mistakes and failures so i would say a mixture of both i would say in, in the moment i get very i get very hard on myself I'm like dang it i really screwed up and it's, it's funny because I'll, if you looked at me from like a moment I messed up to the moment I forgave myself, it's about a day and a half to a day. But like that whole time, I'm like, damn it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I messed up. And as I start thinking like, okay, next time I'm going to put this, I guess the perfect example is my personal finance. I've never been into this. And I think in college, I would spend a lot of money on stupid things. You know, everyone does that. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's how you learn is when you do things that you don't, you shouldn't be doing is that's how you learn to be a better person to, I mean, the, the, if you, if, if everyone could be perfect in the world, that's, I hope that would make sense, but not everyone is, and that's totally fine. But for me, I find that if I go back and think about my actions that I've done or the, the things I've messed up on or screwed up, um, it doesn't happen overnight, but I think that next day or that the next day after that, I kind of sit down and decompress and go, huh, what did I do wrong? How can I, how can I make sure this doesn't happen again? And if, and unfortunately, sometimes it does. I know that it's not the end of the world, you know, I'm still going to wake up the next day and um, get back at it. And I think giving yourself some time to decompress and think about what you did, um, this goes for everything. You know, maybe I screwed up on a test or I screwed up on a shot or I maybe I drink too much one night, you know, like it, it could be anything. And I feel like it takes a day for me usually to kind of decompress and figure out what I did wrong or what could I do better. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like that. In, I'm not like too much on myself, but I definitely put a little bit on myself because I figure if I don't, then I'm not going to learn a lesson. And I think having ADHD definitely, it's hard with ADHD because yeah. you're always, you know, you know, you know, you know, ADHD is. And um, it's definitely interesting because I, I don't really never really thought about that. I definitely, I definitely give myself a hard time, but then I sit back and like, why am I doing this? This is giving me <laughs> unnecessary gray hair for no reason. <laughs> so then I fix it. And 90% of the time I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm on, move over from it. <laughs> Now, now we just got to get you to uh, think that immediately after you make the mistake instead of taking a day and a half, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to work on too. And you brought up something interesting that I think about a lot, especially with my painting, is mm -hmm. uh, so many times I'll make mistakes or like there will be details in my paintings 
that I'm not fond of, but I'll I'll post it and everyone will give those compliments like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is beautiful, mm-hmm. like great job. And no one notices those mistakes, but I still do. So what's interesting is <laughs> trying to get out of the habit of, I guess, putting too much weight in your paintings and trying not to look at those small details and instead looking at mm-hmm. like the big picture or as I say, the whole painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you find that when you hear comments like that from people who watch your videos or see your photography saying that they're great and stuff, does that help you? Or are you still just kind of in your head saying, I should have done better. I could have done it better. Um, so that's a great, that's a, that's a beautiful question. Um, the, the best, the best way to put it is this. So I'll post something on YouTube or um, on the Instagram and everyone around like Johnny, great job. Like, this is amazing. And then I look, I look, I look at them like, actually, I think this is terrible. Like this. I, <laughs> and, then, and I'm just like, I'm constantly like, this is bad. This is this. Like, what do you mean? Look at this. This looks great. What do you mean? And I, I and I feel like the best way to put it is there's a communications theory out there. It's about like it's called validating someone, validation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people around you that care about you want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And when you're down on yourself, they don't like that. So they're gonna be like, Johnny, it's totally okay. It's fine. It looks great. And they may not know, like the average person, like even me, when I see painting, I don't know, like I know it takes a lot of work and I don't know like this whole technical side of it and like the whole thing, but in my mind, it's something that you created. It's something that I created, and um, people around us maybe not don't understand, but they, they care about us and they want us to feel the best that we can. And I think we're the. I'm a big believer, and we're the hardest on ourselves. Like the only thing stopping me to getting to that next step is myself and my fears. And I think when I when I post something online and I know that I could have done better, um, like these sorority videos, like the coloring. It's a new camera I got and all these new softwares, and it's very stressful to like wrap my head around it and I know in like a year from now I'm gonna be like oh this is so easy but right now I'm just in that phase I'm learning and my and my girlfriend and my friends like Johnny this looks amazing what are you talking about <laughs> and I'm like oh it could be better but I don't it's fine, it's fine. Just gonna, <laughs> and I just figure things out as I go and it's it is I do understand how you feel about like you know that you don't like it in certain yeah. parts but everyone around you is gonna be like no it looks great and then you have your, your, you know, your asshole out there. It's like, oh, this is <laughs> terrible. But that's fine. You always want to have someone that's complete opposite of how you want people to react because that kind of keeps you in reality, keeps you in check. And I think yeah. once you get to a certain point where you're like, you're obviously like very good at what you do, um, you'll understand like there's people out there that are out to get you, unfortunately. And also there's people out there on your side, you know, your, pop, your own little paparazzi squad. And for me, that's definitely, I always have people that have always harped on me being like, oh, Johnny, you're just so full of yourself, whatever. I say, you know what? You're my motivation, you know? Yeah. It's fine. I love when people, I love when people give me criticism. That's, I, <laughs> I appreciate it. There's, um, there's an idea in marketing that says uh, some people will like it, some people won't. And both those people are correct. So you have to figure out which which side you want to fall towards. Do you want to try and fix it for the people who don't like it? Figure out why they don't like it? Or do you want to just stick with the people who do like it and keep uh, posting for them? So that's an interesting thing to try and figure out. But like you said, the criticism 
uh, should be helpful. I think people too much weight, put too much weight on criticism from other people. Uh, but all they really should do is be like grateful for it. And then mm. either consider what that person said and change it the next time or just ignore it. Cause that person doesn't have to like it. <laughs> and mm. Yeah. You don't you don't have to listen to those people because they might just be in a bad mood and they just wanted to take it out on somebody and you were the first person that saw it. <laughs> oh, exactly. And the normal person wants to please everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the end, you have to do what you care about and what you want to do, but it doesn't hurt to listen to both sides. And my, my, my ideology about it is I have my fans, I have my haters. And it's cringy to say this, but my haters are my motivators. You know that saying? Yeah. That song. I don't know if that's a song or like a saying, but I would say like the best way to put it is like give it like a 60, 40%. 60% of, uh, of the time you're happy with your results, but that 40% is, um, you know, you, you could do, you could have done better. And I feel like my ultimate goal is to get to 90, 10% of the time because you don't want to be 100% of the time because I don't want to be cocky. Mm -hmm. I have a tend to be hum I tend to, I have a lot of tendencies to be very humble and I never want to cross that line of being cocky. So when someone says, Johnny, you could have done better, I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and I and it's kind of like talking about politics with someone. You you want to voice your opinion, they want to voice yours, but sometimes people go a little too far and they want you to kind of change, you know, mm -hmm. change your viewpoint. And that's not my when I when I when I have constructive cr criticism to give to people, um, I would tell them to I give them a little disclaimer before, like, look, I love this, but I, this is what I would have done different. And some people can handle it. Some people can't. Yeah. And I always, I'm, I, I don't want to like seem like that, but like if someone has something like I could have done better, mm -hmm. I, I hope that I can listen because sometimes I get ahead of myself. I'm like, why are you saying that? And I don't want to be like perfect because I definitely have moments when I'm like, don't say that to me, you know? Mm -hmm. But sometimes I feel like I try to be like, okay, I understand. Like that's, that's like my goal. It's hard to balance that because you're right. The two sides, like, who do I please more? And I feel like if realistically, the people that already like you, you they're going to like you no matter what, you know, but the people that don't like you, I feel like it's really interesting. And I feel like that's a whole nother conversation to have with. I wish I knew a little bit more about like that because communication is a whole thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People are, people are tough. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's just how we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do you want to touch on the, the business it's js productions you said it's called yep mm -hmm. so what's what's that all about what are you doing with your business so the funny thing is, is actually when i went to penn state i kind of took a hiatus i you know i did some i did a sorority video here and there a couple model shoots did not charge them any money because in my mind when i go to a new place a new location is these people have no idea who i am mm -hmm. and i wanted to so i i actually did this i think i did this perfectly my sister was in a sorority. I was just fresh moved into Penn State and I was not sure what to do. And I joined Greek Life and I started meeting my sister's sorority sisters. And I said, hey, any of you guys want to take any, you guys want photos of yourselves? And um, one of the two other girls said, yeah, of course. And that is the smartest thing I've ever done because I didn't charge them. Mm -hmm. um, I think they bought me coffee or something or, you know, they invited me to a party. I don't know. You know, it just was yeah. like something like that. And I'm, from there, I just branched out and I made all these connections. And I took JS Productions like very seriously uh, from 2014 to about 2017. I took it extremely serious. Like I was very like always posting YouTube videos, always posting. I made, I remember I made bracelets, t-shirts and 
business cards and I kind of stopped when I went to Penn State mm-hmm. and I focused on myself, you know, you know, I just wanted to see what I, I didn't really think about it, you know, until about the last year when um, I give my girlfriend props because she told me, Johnny, you should take senior photos. And let me tell you, Bryce, how much money I made from <laughs> senior photos. That's what drove me to buying the new camera. I bought a drone. I bought a new computer. Uh-huh. Um, all these things that just boom, 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 just accelerated my career. Being on the film, like my senior film project, the, the director of photography, kind of like I would consider that's an executive position in a film production crew. Learning to be on set, like learning to have networking skills that I really never learned about. Um, now I'm at the point where I'm generating income from so like constant work, mm-hmm. and I, I'm thinking to myself, why don't I? Why don't I take that next step and make it into a legit, like. IRS, you know, certified business LLC. Because right now, it's, there's nothing about it. Because, um, first off, I don't make that much money, but uh-huh. it's definitely interesting to think that like, I, a year or two ago, I didn't think about much about JS Productions. I have T-shirts now. I have bracelets. I have new business cards. Clients are rolling in, and it's something to take seriously. I guess you could say now is, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but more recently, I've been trying to post more online. Mm-hmm. I feel like to have that search engine optimization. I guess yeah. you could say the more you post, the more people are going to look at it and find it. Yep. And you post all the time, which I, I don't know how you do it. I commend you. That's <laughs> a lot of work to do that. And I, you always show up in my feed and I always take the time out of my day to check it out and see what it's like. And I'm always like, wow, he's really, you know, you bought the new mic, you know, there's different things you do. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome that you're, you're actually taking this very seriously because a lot of people, they don't take things seriously. I feel like people just do it for the money or do it for the fame. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're no. just doing it because you want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, watching everything, and I appreciate you saying that because that's that's all I want. I know I don't have a big following, but that's not really my main focus. I am focused on just doing what I enjoy doing, and I do love doing this because I don't put too much pressure on myself, which you and I talked about a little bit over text because uh, I think once you start putting pressure on yourself, it becomes a job, and it becomes too stressful, and you won't want to do it anymore. Uh, what I wanted to ask about your earlier days with the business and everything, Mm -hmm. because I'm a firm believer in the idea of doing things for free just to get your name out of there, out there. So Mm -hmm. could you just touch on more on that, but specifically the, a lot of people are afraid to do that. I think they're afraid of rejection probably more than anything. So how did you feel when you first came up with the idea to start taking photos of people? How did you feel about approaching those first girls in sororities? Like, how did you go through the process of jumping that hurdle and starting to make those connections? So you and I can both agree. Like, it definitely in the beginning, when you think about reaching out to someone you don't know, it could be girl, guy, whatever. Like, for me to reach out to a bunch of girls in a sorority, like, when I was just at Penn State, I was like, these girls are going to, one thing I'm weird, two thing I'm a creeper, three thing I'm like some influencer, you know? And I feel like I just said, you know what? The biggest thing I can, if your viewers can take anything from this podcast is if you put your mind to something, you could do anything you want within reason. Um, and I think for me, I stepped out of the boundary and I stepped out of the box and I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to these people, girls, guys, whatever, companies, businesses. And I said, I'm going to do what I need to do at Penn State University because I 
didn't come here paying 40,000 a year to do nothing and party and drink and, you know, fell out. Yeah. I wanted to do something for myself. And I think that the biggest thing people fail on these days is they don't do it. They do it for other, they do it for someone else, not for themselves. And it's like, I go out and buy a really cool shirt. Well, why do you buy that? Oh, I wanted to impress, impress, uh, you know, a couple of girls who cares in the long run, you know, <laughs> it's a waste of money. You're, you get the only person I want to impress is myself and mm. obviously make myself look not better than anyone else, but I want to feel happy that I'm doing this because I know that this is going to benefit me not only now, the short term, but also in the long term. And I feel like the biggest thing it is, don't get me wrong, I was very nervous to reach out to people and I didn't want to seem like a creeper. So the biggest thing I did was I actually told Lexi, my sister, Lexi, look, I really want to, she, my sister's a big like supporter of my company, my business. And she said, you know what, I'll make sure like, I'll make, hey, see, I'll just go with you with the girls. And I said, perfect. And the girl, mm-hmm. and it worked out. And honestly, like I made a couple good friends of mine now, and I wish them the best. One of them is Samantha Lay, cannot pronounce her last name. Another one is um, uh, her name was Merit Mer. Her name was like Mer Meredith or Mary. I don't know their full last name, but those two girls. Um, they were the first two girls that I took photos of, and they were both very nervous. But I said, look, it's fine. Like I'm nervous too, but these are gonna be cool photos of you. And actually, with Samantha, like we took photos not only once, twice, three times. I think four times total. And it, that's if I never did that, dude. I don't think I would have gotten the the gigs with the sorority that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if my thing is like doing, like you said, doing things for free. Everyone should do a certain point for free. Like when someone asked me, like Johnny, how do I get into the photography world? What do you, what, what what's your? Give me some ideas. I said, well, first off, you need to definitely reach out to people. I'm like, hey, I'll take these photos for you for free. I'll. Mm-hmm. I'll make this artwork for you for free, for you in your case. If someone wants to, like, you reach out to, you know, say you want to, hey, Johnny, can I paint a photo of you? And I'm like, sure. And then you say, you know what, I'll do it for free because this is my first client. And then you build that up. And once you start having a following and people that are interested, not just because they're like, oh, he's giving away free stuff, but they actually care about you and they want to see you grow and they want to be a part of your, like, kind of thing. And I think with me is I definitely – have a following, I would say, like, hopefully, like, you can reach out to me and be like, Johnny, like, a lot of people actually look to the podcast this time. I would hope that would happen because I'm going to post this a lot because I've been, I want to, I want people to check you out because I feel like the people that, they, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that would definitely be interested in learning about your story and like everything you've been through and everything that you've come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, going back to like, um, basically, you stepped out of your comfort zone. You wanted to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so that's commendable and, and definitely a lot of work to do. Is if you step out of your comfort zone, ninety percent of the time you're going to hit something like hit right on the head, like a boom, like a grand slam. Mm-hmm. But unless if you make that first initial step, that first initial like uh, jump to, I want to do this just to better myself and see what happens. Like the best thing you can do is just try. Yeah. And um, if you don't try, nothing's going to happen. I don't know. The, there's a famous quote. You know that quote? It's like, um, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I think yeah. that's so, so true. Um, if I never if I never took that shot with just reaching out to random girls that I never even knew of, my sister knew them. If I never did that, I don't know if I would have ever made money at Penn State. Yeah. yeah. A lot of other factors to come in. But um, I think you just got to take that shot. And if you don't take it, you're never going to make it. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's the best thing I can say about that. Yeah, there's um, there's a quote by uh, Jamie Foxx, actually. He said, uh, he always talks to his daughters about it. He goes, what's on the other side of fear? 
nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it's really just getting over that initial fear of doing Mm -hmm. something you've never done before. And then as soon as you do it, you realize that there was literally nothing to be afraid of in the first place. You don't necessarily have to succeed. You could fail countless times, but the important thing is that you actually tried and did it and Mm -hmm. it helps you learn and grow and then you can go from there. So all you got to do is take that first step, honestly. That's all it takes. And from, for you to take that step to this, it's a lot. If you're think of it like this, like the more things you do to better yourself and like the better people around you, you're doing 90% more work than everyone else in the world. And I feel like a lot of people like to get handed things. Mm-hmm. Don't be wrong. I love a good freebie, <laughs> don't yeah. wrong, freebie. but I feel <laughs> it like, does. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily like to take the chance, like to jump outside and do their, like go outside of the, what's the word? They don't like to jump out of the comfort zone mm-hmm. and I talk about when I'm drunk, I talk about this stuff all the time. <laughs> Why did you start a business? I'm like, well, I just, just, I don't know. I just had this passion that grew and grew and I wanted to make it something that was legit and mm-hmm. as legit as it can be without becoming a real business because I don't have the time to do that right now. And I'm, I'm kind of in the limbo phase of moving. So I don't want to deal with that. Right. And Honestly, like once I once I signed that like document to make JS Productions legit LLC or so like you know legit business, that's I might even cry. Like I'll be so proud of myself because of all the money I spent, like thousands, mm-hmm. countless of hours as well, and all the time I put into like this whole thing. I know it's gonna pay off one day because of all my hard work, and I'm waiting for that day. But I don't want to I don't want to force it because I know it will come. Everything happens for a reason. That's a mm-hmm. big thing too. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of things that went good and also a lot of things went bad. And I think a lot of things have taught me to be who I am today. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for everything. I've never been the opposite. I, what's the word? Um, what's it's like, you're grateful, but then there's also, um, oh, took things for granted. I think. Yeah, probably so, some, I, I'm horrible with words, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think there's definitely a lot of greed in the world, but as long as you have your head on straight and you want to focus on what you, what you think is right. Which ninety percent of the time usually is, mm-hmm. but I definitely say I'm wrong sometimes. But I went on a tangent. <laughs> what um, what are some of your either short term or long term goals for your business and just your videography career in general? So I'd say there's a couple. I would say for like I would say the long long. I would say I guess like medium to long term like a couple of years down the line, I would love to have my own business and like fully set up. Like I have, as for starters, it would probably just be me. I'd be the CEO and my girlfriend and maybe a friend of mine would just help me out on the side. And throughout more time, I think I maybe would hire someone, to, you know, help out with mm-hmm. anything and everything else. And then I guess like if I could have a goal that could be completed by this month and next year is to reach out to a new client maybe that I've never done before or um, maybe finish these sorority videos on time. It's a lot of work, to be honest with you. And to have done three sororities, like I'm in this up next weekend, I'm going to State College again to film for Sigma Kappa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and it's the last sorority. And I know once I'm done shooting them, I have like two weeks to edit this video. Oh boy. And, and also in the mix in like the other sororities, I'm still almost, I'm basically done with them. But, and also the film festival the weekend after, it's a lot, dude. It's super busy, but I know when everything's said and done, like you mentioned this earlier with the fear, like the other side, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. And 
well, I'm not fearful of anything, but I'm just like fearful of like how stressful I'm gonna be. <laughs> and I know once I get to that film festival and I and I, and I get and maybe if we win an award by the end of October by like Halloween, I'm just gonna be like that big, you know, that feeling <laughs> of just like I made it. I literally all I have to worry about is getting this job, nailing in, moving to State College, setting up my life for my girlfriend there. You know, I love shopping, big shopper myself. Um, you know, like that those things. Like I look forward to things like that, and I think the mid mid goal for my business would be, you know, mid to long. Like I said, making an actual business because right now it's just my I'm I have the full liability of it. Like mm-hmm. if I were to get sued, I'd be screwed. So that's why <laughs> get an LLC formation. Yeah. Um, even a little bit longer that maybe reach out to maybe a friend of mine that's free a weekend and be like, Hey, do you want to be my assistant for the weekend or something mm-hmm. like that for like a shoot? The, the only short term girls are just like continually grow, can, um, try to sell my shirts more. I have a couple more shirts left. Um, you know, continually push my business online because I feel like I took a hiatus. Like I said earlier about how I didn't really do much at Penn state. And then I, now I'm doing a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing more than I've ever done. And I think if I keep continuing with it, more people are going to realize it and it might become a legit brand. And um, it's a lot, dude. Starting your own business <laughs> is a lot to do. And mix of me um, doing, I have a day job, a full-time job, and that plus this, my business, I get tired, but um, <laughs> it's it's definitely, I like the, I like the, what's the word, um, the thrill of it. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely the, the main key factor of like my energy. It's like, I want to do something that I'm proud of. And the biggest thing I can harp on is I don't want to work for the big man. I want to be the big man. You know that <laughs> yeah. thing? Like I, the IRS, I call him the big man, Uncle Sam. <laughs> I I hate the idea of giving them money. But <laughs> I want to I want to own my own business. And I know I'm going to be end up spending more money on that anyway. <laughs> because I'm like, you know how taxes work. But um, yeah, that's one thing. I, I want to be my own boss. That's, yeah. like, that's just because I hate working the nine to five like that. Yeah, me too. I love working for my company and everything, but the idea of working during the day boggles my mind because I want to do so much during the day. And I feel like I only can do it after 4 or 5 p.m. or on a Saturday or Sunday. And even then, I just want to relax or do something. (laughs) Yeah. So the biggest thing I do is when I own my own business, dude, I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm working in the early morning or the nighttime. And obviously, if I'm shooting something, I'll probably during the day because it's light. But (laughs) I want to make my dream is to make my own. I want to make my business into a reality and be like, I can work any day I want, any day of the year. I can take it off any time, right. any time of the day. That's the biggest thing I want to do. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't know, people love sitting at a desk all day, answering phone calls or, you know, editing or whatever it could be. Um, that's not me. And my, my dream is to just, I am going to be sitting at a desk because I'll be editing, obviously, but um, <laughs> I, I want to be out there. I want to be in the field of work, filmmaking. I want to film, you know, right. talk to people. I'm a very talkative person. I would say I'm like 75% extrovert, 25% introvert. I like my alone time, but I also love when I can just sit down and talk to someone. Yeah. Whether it's like this or in person or just over the phone or on FaceTime. Like there's no, to me, it's all the same talking to someone. Cause I think like I have a couple of friends that are really introverted and they blows my mind when they can go a whole week without talking to anyone. I'm like, how? <laughs> Like I would go crazy. I would literally go crazy if I didn't talk. About it. <laughs> uh, so we are coming close to the end, so we can start wrapping it up a little bit. What mm-hmm. sort of advice would you give to uh, anyone looking to start 
any sort of artistic or creative journey, whether that be photography, videography, or just really anything? I would say the number one thing, I kind of touched on this earlier, would be, I would say, if if I can give a couple notes or even just a, like a one-liner is to step outside of your comfort zone and do the thing that someone else next to you wouldn't do because they're too nervous or too scared or too fearful of what would happen after. The worst thing you could do is if you want to start taking photos of someone, the worst thing that can happen is your camera, like you not like that you don't do it. I mean, there are a lot of like logistical or like things, but that doesn't matter because nine hundred percent of the time, if you're going to start a business, you're probably going to help for you. Like if someone wants to do artwork, you're going to reach out to a friend like, hey, can I paint you a portrait? Or mm-hmm. for me, it's can I take a photo of my best friend? Like you build those connections, you build those kind of jumps, like the first like small little step and then you take the leap and then you take a massive jump, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me to the best thing to say is like you have to be aware of. If you if you really want to make this a thing, that's what like the the more determination you have in something, and the more you want to step outside your comfort zone, that's the biggest thing you could do. And that most helpful thing is I think if you could, I guess like to like jumble it all because I'd love to just keep talking. But <laughs> if I if I could tell you whoever's listening, you yes you, if you could take one thing from this podcast and anything that you've learned maybe today, as your little I learned something today moment is. If you want to start something, whether that's opening a consignment store, whether that's painting a, uh, starting a paint company or starting a clothing company or maybe a finance or small, anything, anything like that is to step outside your comfort zone, make that initial investment of time and commitment. And you'll be, trust me, you can, you can come back to me in five years and make, I'm so glad I did. <laughs> or maybe it's a year, maybe it's a couple of days because you never know what's going to happen unless if you try it. Awesome. That's probably the best thing I can say for that. <laughs> All right. So since you brought that up, where could people find you so that five years from now they can <laughs> DM you? Where are you on social media? Where can everybody watch your videos, see everything you're putting out in the coming days? So right now you can find me at my personal Instagram, which is at Johnny Scarpelli, which I'm sure we could probably link it somewhere, but it's going to be at J-O-H-N-N-Y. S-C-A-R-P-E-L-L-I, Johnny Scarpelli. And then my production account, which is at JS Productions 2014. And that's just JS and then Productions in 2014. Those are the two Instagram that I use. And then YouTube is just, if you search online JS Productions, you'll see a photo. Um, you'll see an account that has like 870 subscribers and a certain bunch of videos. Like that, should, you'll see, you'll know when it's me because you'll see like the photo, mm-hmm. the profile one. But we can always link that. Yeah. I do have a website, but it's not like it's through Adobe portfolio. So it's a little confusing. So I can send <laughs> you that link after this. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, if you, if people want to reach out to me, you always can DM me. You can, you know, I'm like, like the term is I'm one call away, Yeah. but don't call me if I don't know you because I don't want to, <laughs> but um, if you really want to reach out to me, you can just DM me. I'm always, I'm always down to meet new people and talk about things that you care about, things that I've cared about. Um, be interesting to see if people actually reach out to me about like the five year thing. I wonder if that would ever happen. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it has. I would say like more recently, there's people that reached out to me. Like, I'm so glad. Like you, st- like it, the biggest thing. I think like the nicest thing someone's ever said to me was, "I'm so glad I started taking photos because yeah. I saw your videos and you kind of inspired me to do something." Or another thing is, they saw me lose weight and they because I used to be a little bit heavier during COVID, and I'm 
pretty healthy now after all the hard work I put in. And someone came up to me at school. I think they were at a bar and like, Johnny, like I saw you losing weight and I, I it kind of made me want to lose weight and I did. And I was like, holy snap. I didn't, <laughs> didn't even think about that. I don't post like I'm losing weight. I might take a post, a selfie or like a photo and like I might look better, but mm-hmm. I don't actively say I'm losing weight. You know, right. it was cool that someone reached out and said that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's always those simple compliments you never expect. Those are the best ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. As far as uh, links go, like I'll send anyone that wants to find me anywhere else down below should probably be just Instagram, YouTube, yeah. and um, my maybe my website. But I'm just even an email away. Like my email for JS Productions just JS Productions 2014 at uh, gmail.com. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I'll I'll link all of those in the description below. And if I ever get around to finally posting show notes on the blog for these podcasts, <laughs> that's what I'm working on. I will link everything we talked about in there as well. Um, awesome. But Johnny, we might have to have you back on because, like you said, we could we could talk probably about a lot of different stuff. We'll definitely mm-hmm. we should definitely talk after you officially make your business an LLC or sole proprietorship, whatever you decide to do. But uh, until then, thank you for coming on. Really enjoyed this conversation, man. Me too. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time out of your day and allowing me to be on this awesome podcast. Um, I'd love to definitely want to come back on at some point, whether that's a couple of days from now, I'm just kidding, or like a month <laughs> or two or whatever the business forms, anytime. If you ever need someone, I'm, I'm down to like just hop on and just talk. All right, Rad. I will definitely keep you in mind and we'll uh we'll keep in touch but for everyone listening to this episode thanks so much appreciate it uh hope you enjoyed peace out and good luck everybody see you guys thank you